Pastor Doug here from Crossroads. It's great to be with you. I hope that today's message will draw you closer to Jesus. Christmas is always a very special time when you're a kid. The excitement, the anticipation, the waiting, especially when Christmas Eve comes and you start really wondering, what's going to come tomorrow morning? What is it that's going to be under the tree? As a kid, this is a big, big deal. I remember my brother and I would barely be able to sleep on Christmas Eve. We'd just be up talking with each other half the night, like, what's it going to be like? And there's always, like, when you think back on it, there's always that one thing that you were, like, really, really hoping you were going to get that really just stands out that you were just, like, hoping would be there. I don't know what it was for you, but for me, the one that stands out the most was a Nintendo. Is this noise not burned into your memory? Is this not just something that's in the back of your mind at all times? Or at least if you're my age or were parents of people my age, you understand? This was the big one. And the morning we opened it up, there was much rejoicing in the Dunlevy household, let me tell you. There was much rejoicing. Who knew that two plumbing brothers could create this much joy? But they could. What was it for you? What, what was that one thing when you were a kid you just wanted so bad, you were just hoping for? Maybe you got it, maybe you didn't. Either way, what, what were you hoping for? What were you hoping for really? What did that hope actually mean? Well, we're in this series called Waiting for Christmas. And last week, Pastor Dawn took a look at the birth of Jesus and she looked backward at all the waiting that people did for Jesus, the anticipation of his birth. Well, today we're going to take a look at the birth of Jesus and we're going to look the other direction. We're going to look forward towards the hope that comes out of that birth. Now, hope has a definition, a feeling of expectation and desire for certain things to happen. And when you're a kid hoping for something, this is what you were doing. You were hoping you had that feeling of expectation, wanting something to happen, hoping that your future would be better. Well, the birth of Jesus represents that kind of hope. So what we're talking about today, I'll give you the point right up front. The birth of Jesus ushered in a new hope that not only changed the world, but still calls us to a better future. So when I think about the birth of Jesus, we come to that moment, that singular moment in history, that birth of Jesus. There's an interesting quote uh, from the movie I, Robot that I think about, and it's this. Everything that follows is a result of what you see here. Everything that follows is a result of what you see here. When you're at the birth of Jesus in that moment, everything that's to come is a result of that moment. 
See, the birth of Jesus wasn't just about the fulfillment of past promise, the end of centuries or millennia of waiting. No, it wasn't just about that. It was about the future. It was about shattering the world, changing its very face, making sure that nothing would be the same again. And this event reverberates into the future and has a profound impact on our lives today. Everything that follows is a result of what you see here. The birth of Jesus, it represents for us a new hope. A new hope. So, as we get the news out, a little Star Wars joke in there, sorry. I had to throw that in there. But the birth of Jesus represents a new hope. We get the news of the arrival of the birth of Jesus in the book of Luke. And it starts out at night under the stars in a field. So let's look at Luke chapter 2. Let's go in there to this moment. Okay. Now the background on this passage, Jesus has just been born. And he had a humble birth in a stable. But what follows is something of a very different kind. The announcement that comes as a result of this humble birth is very, very different. Let's take a look, starting in verse, chapter, or verse 8 of chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. I will skip down a couple verses to verse 13. Continue the experience. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So, this is a pretty big announcement. It's kind of funny, isn't it? We spend lots of time talking about the humble birth of Jesus, how he didn't have a room in the inn, and he had to be in a stable surrounded by animals, and they laid him in a manger. It's like, it's like on one hand, God's just sneaking Jesus in there in the quiet, you know, not trying to draw too much attention. On the other hand, we have the announcement. This is something very different. Okay, this is a shout. This is not a humble thing. This is a shout. There was a light show. There was an angel band. It's like the angels are throwing a big rave in the middle of the night for these shepherds. It's a huge deal. Isn't that kind of funny? Humble birth, giant shout of an announcement. And that's the first thing we need to realize. This was a big deal. This was a big event. This was a big deal. It's like I just couldn't keep it holding it silent. Like we're trying to do something real casual, real calm, but we just can't contain it. It just can't be just gone over. It has to be shouted. It has to be accompanied with some kind of fanfare, something to illustrate the monumentous nature of the moment. I think it's kind of like when you finally get that date with the person you really, really liked. You know, maybe you were asked or maybe the person asked you and, and the, the yes answer comes down and everyone's just trying to play it cool. This is great. 
awesome. See you soon. You turn away, and as soon as you get out of sight, they're like, yes, yes. Maybe, you, maybe you've experienced this, hopefully. Hopefully you have. But it, it's one of those where it's try, try to keep it calm, shout on the other hand. It just can't be contained. So when heaven celebrates something this big, we need to pay attention to that, don't we? We need to take notice. And we understand this concept because when monumental things happen in our lives, we celebrate them, don't we? You get a new job or a promotion, celebrate. You get into the school you wanted, celebrate. Find out you can have a baby, you celebrate. And we celebrate these things because they are moments. They are moments that hold within us and within them something new, the hope of something new, the hope for a better future. And this is one of the reasons why the birth of Jesus was such a big deal, why it was something worth celebrating. Because of our second point, the second thing we're supposed to notice about this, it's about hope for the future. It's about hope for the future. Let's look back at verse 10 when the angel is talking. It says this, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Think about that phrase, will cause great joy. This is a celebration about something that will happen as a result, a promise of something better to come. This is a theme about the birth of Jesus. And this theme is going to continue as we get further down into chapter two. Uh, As part of the Jewish customs, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple. They had purification rites to perform. And when they're showing off the baby Jesus, a couple of people are going to encounter him, Simeon and Anna. And they're going to continue this idea that the birth of Jesus was about hope for the future. Now, Simeon was a really interesting case. Now, this is a guy who the Holy Spirit had told him that he would not die until he met the Messiah. So he gets prompted that he's supposed to go to the temple. And when he gets to the temple, he finds Jesus. And he holds Jesus. And he prophesies over the baby. And here's what he says. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and glory of your people, Israel. Now, when we look at this passage, there's some phrase here that really sticks out. A light of revelation to the Gentiles. Now think about this. They're at the Jewish temple with Jewish parents of the Jewish baby Jesus, the Jewish Messiah. And this man is saying, this baby will be a light to everybody else too. Everybody else who is not in the Jewish world. Hope for everyone else. And Anna meets Jesus at the temple And the scripture says in verse 38, it says this, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward 
to the redemption of Israel. Again, that idea, looking forward, future hope. So much hope wrapped up in this birth. And the idea of birth being a symbol of hope shouldn't be all that surprising to us. We experience that on a regular basis. A birth is about something new. It makes us think about the future. Birth is potential. Birth makes us think about all that's possible. It causes us to think beyond ourselves. I've, I've gotten some experience at this already as, as we're anticipating the birth of our first child. Even before the child arrives, we start thinking differently. You start seeing the world differently. There's a new sense of the future as a result. And that's the power of a baby. Even one who isn't the son of God. <clears throat> and this power of hope within a birth. I think one of the things, if you've ever seen the movie Children of Men, it really, really illustrates this. My community group was talking about this recently. The premise of this movie is that women stopped having the ability to have children. And at the time the movie takes place, the youngest person in the world is 18 years old. And they take you into a world that's just completely devoid of hope. Because new life is about hope, isn't it? There's, there's a sense of hope. And some of us need that hope. And that's what the birth of Jesus brings us. They celebrated the hope of what Jesus might bring into the world. But you know what? That was a long time ago. We've had 2,000 years since then. Have we seen evidence of the hope that Jesus brought in the world? Have we seen any of it? Well... Absolutely. Everything that follows is a result of what you see here. A better world has resulted since the birth of Jesus. There's a fascinating book, if you ever have a chance to read it, called What If Jesus Had Never Been Born? It's kind of like the It's a Wonderful Life version for Jesus. You know, what happens if you remove him? What would be different? Uh, and the author, James Kennedy, has this to say. Many of man's noblest and kindest deeds find their motivation in love for Jesus Christ. And some of our greatest accomplishments have their origin in service rendered to the humble carpenter of Nazareth. It's kind of funny when we talk about the impact of Jesus. There's kind of this joke where we talk about the most powerful people in Jesus' time were the Caesars, the Roman officials. And, and the lowly disciples were down at the bottom. And now, in our modern times, we name our kids Mark, Luke, John, Mary. We name our dogs Caesar, Brutus. A little bit of a change there. But Jesus' impact can be felt tremendously. I mean, think about it. He literally split history into two different eras. You have B.C., before Christ. A.D., Anno Domini, year of our Lord. And even though those two specific terms are out of favor with intellectual circles, the birth of Jesus is still the dividing line. It's now like BCE and CE, but they still, the birth of Jesus is still kind of the split point. But he's had a huge impact on the world. And one of the most profound impacts that the birth of Jesus had on the world can be found in its impact on the value of human life. 
See, prior to this, life was not that valued. Human life, individual lives did not have huge value. Life was cheap and fleeting and individual lives meant very, very little. And this may not have been any more emphasized than in the Roman practice of exposure. This was one of the things that was common in the Roman Empire. See, Roman dads, if the baby was born to them, it was not automatically in the family. The father had to accept it. And if the father chose not to accept it, either because it was unwanted or because there was some sort of defect or sometimes because the baby was a girl, what they would do is they would take it up to a forest or over onto a mountainside and they would just let the baby there. They would just let it out to the elements. And it would die of starvation or it would die of the elements or a wild animal would come by and take it. Terrible things would happen. And this was commonplace. This was an accepted practice in the Roman Empire. Or we all know about the Roman Empire and the gladiators, how they would pit people against each other in fights to the death for sport and for entertainment. Life didn't mean a whole lot. And then comes Jesus. And it didn't take long before the teachings of Jesus on the value of people were felt throughout the entire world. See, Christians came along and they started rounding up these babies who were being left out. They started taking them in. They started orphanages. Some of them, they even raised themselves. And the Christian influence continued to grow throughout the Roman Empire up to the point where emperors Constantine and Justinian took huge steps as a result of the Christian influence. They curbed the cruel sports. They abolished the idea of infant exposure. They granted legal rights to children and legal protections for women. And throughout the last 2,000 years, the impact of Jesus continues to be felt throughout the world. Christians and those following the teachings of Jesus have started hospitals. Many of the top universities in the world were started by Christians. He's had a huge impact on science, codifying languages. You don't realize this, but many of the languages of the world did not have written forms until missionaries came and translated and transcribed and codified these languages, partially in an attempt to give the people the Bible in a language that they could read. Martin Luther, his translation of the Bible became one of the founding texts of the German language and people influenced by the teaching of Jesus have been leading figures in the abolition of slavery, both in the ancient times and in modern times. Many of the ideas that we take for granted in modern life were the result of Jesus and his teachings and his life. And he continues to have an impact on the world today. So we can already see that he's had a profound effect on the world through his birth. And this list in and of itself is enough to celebrate. But hope isn't about what was done in the past. It's about what could be, about what is left, what hope is left from the birth of Jesus. See, sometimes for us today, we have a hard time with hope. We can be discouraged and despair. We can feel isolated. 
we all know there's a huge rise in anxiety in our world. Many people have health issues. We have a tendency as a people to focus on the negative, to catastrophize. Sometimes we feel like there is no hope. Or maybe for you, that's not the struggle. Maybe for you, you're struggling with the fact that you, that you know that there are things that you've done in your life, mistakes that you have made, decisions that you have made that have caused you to be in situations you don't want to be in. And we all know that sometimes life is just hard. And we've read the stories and we've seen the hope, but maybe you're thinking, maybe that's not you at the moment. That doesn't seem like my story. I don't feel like I have a purpose. Well, Jesus didn't just come to make changes in the past 2,000 years. He came to make changes in your life, to help you lead a life filled with hope. And there's just a few scriptures we're gonna go through quickly and a few things that can help on this manner. Jesus brings hope for us. One of the things that you said, if you're feeling that hopelessness or that despair, he says this in John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Jesus doesn't want us to live in that state of discouragement and despair. He's come that we may have life and have it to the full. We see in Romans 6, 22, it says, but now you have been set free from sin the result is eternal life. All those things that we have messed up, the poor decisions that we have made, the things that have caused damage in our lives, we can be set free from them today. And about our futures, we have eternal life. And in Revelation, as God talks about it, he says, behold, I am making all things new. We have hope for a future. Hope not just in this life, but beyond it. See, the birth of Jesus didn't just have physical effects, it had spiritual effects. We are no longer under the law, we are under grace. The birth, resurrection of Jesus ushered in a new era. We can get to know God. Sin has been defeated. The power of death has been broken in our lives. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of all the things that Jesus has done for us. So what are our reasons for hope? Why should we hope today as a result of this birth of Jesus? You have a God who loves you, who cares about you. You have a God who is deeply invested in the world and in your world. It matters to him. You can get to know God. You can get to know the God of the universe personally. You have a new life. If you follow Jesus, if you're a follower of him, you have a new life. You have a mission and a purpose. Our mission is to share this hope with others, to bring disciples and to make disciples of all nations. We have a mission. You have a mission this morning. And you have a future beyond death. Is that not cause for hope? Should that not be our driving force? Should that hope that Jesus brought not be our calling card? It all began in that moment 
with that birth. And this is why we celebrate. So what do we do with this hope? What do we do with it? Well, we do the same thing that the shepherds did. First of all, they heard the message. Then they experienced Jesus. And lastly, they shared. They shared. Look at verse 17 and 18. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Sharing is an outgrowth of hope. If we're living in that hope, we cannot help but share it with others and want to share it with others. Our mission is to share that hope with the world. So if you want to respond today, I want to respond to this message. There's two ways you can do that on your connection card on the back of your bulletin. The first way, maybe for you, hope is just hard right now. It's tough. And maybe you'd like some prayer. Some prayer that you can live in the hope of the birth of Jesus this season. Just go ahead and check that off on your connection card. And we'll be praying for you this week that you can live in that sense of hope. The other way you can respond. Hope is meant to be shared. Who will you share with this week? Who will you share hope with? Write down someone specific. Do you have anyone in mind? We have a couple of great opportunities to help you share hope. Christmas Eve, you can invite them to a Christmas Eve service. You got one of those announcement cards. Take more on your way out. Think of people you can share them with. Next Sunday, we have Piercing Word. That's a great way to share. Or maybe you'll be seeing people in person over the next week or two. Maybe you'll get an opportunity to share that hope. Be intentional about that. It all started with the birth of Jesus. Our hope, not only for the past, but for the future as well. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for your birth. We thank you that you were willing to come down and everything that flows as a result of your birth. We thank you for the change that you've already made in the world and that you continue to make into the future. God, be with us today. We know sometimes it's very, very hard for us to live with that sense of hope. Sometimes it's things going on in our own lives. Sometimes it's circumstances that we're in. But hope can be hard at times, God. So anyone here this morning who is having a hard time with hope, God, we ask that you step into their lives in a very special way. That you would help them see your hand at work in their lives and in the world. And God, help each one of us to be beacons of hope to those around us. As your birth was to those who were impacted at that moment in that time. God, help us to not be afraid to share but to shout it from the rooftops, God. In whatever way that you bring to us, bring each one of us an opportunity to share that hope over the next week or two, God. In your name, amen. Thanks again for listening. Any step you take towards Jesus is a step in the right direction. 
You can find out more about us at crbic.org. That's crbic.org. Thank you.